coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Give it to me straight, Doc. How bad is it? Sorry to have to be the one to tell you this, but you've got a terminal case of Sonic Mania! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. It's a beautiful Thursday night. A beautiful Thursday night. We both... Impossible, oh, no, no, by impossible. The way. no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Of course. <laughs> it is a beautiful first thing Thursday morning. <laughs> That's right. Because you listen to this, uh, I guess, simultaneously with us recording it. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what the narrative we're peddling here is. <laughs> I don't is. know either. We are here today to discuss one thing and one thing only. And that's Sonic Mania, Mark's crippling case of Sonic Mania. <laughs> um, we've been playing this game. We've had it in our hands for a week now. It's been uh, out and out in the wild. Uh, people seem pretty positive on it. Um, and I feel pretty positive on it. Yeah. You feeling positive on I it, I am. Mark? I'm feeling really good about it. Okay. Uh, so let's, ha- let's talk about all of it. Every part of Sonic Mania. Um, Broad strokes, you like it. What, what, it, what, just what are your uh, bro- broad reactions? Sure, to I the mean, game? I if you listen to last week's episode where we talked about Sonic in general with our good friend Ryan Counts House, he was uh, exp- trying to explain Sonic to us because I've never really played a Sonic the Hedgehog game before mm-hmm. and I've never really enjoyed it the little bit that I have played. Sure. And so I wasn't really sure what to expect going into Sonic Mania. I wasn't sure if I was going to, if it was going to click for me, like if I was going to get it. Sure, because the the game does leverage a lot of nostalgia, right? But I don't think that the nostalgia is all Sonic specific necessarily. Like there are a lot of just like 16-bit triggers being pulled. Yeah, absolutely. Like the presentation is amazing. Oh yeah, like the music is amazing. The uh, graphics are amazing. Mm -hmm. Even the opening video is really fun. With like tonic, tonics, Mm -hmm. Sonic, tonic and sales, (laughs) ton, Sonic, (laughs) tails and knuckles, like running around in their little like cute cartoon forms. Mm -hmm. Like it's all so much fun, and the gameplay is great too. Yes, uh. I so it took it's takes me a while to get into it. I'm still not great at controlling Sonic. I haven't even bothered with Tails or Knuckles yet because they all control differently. And I do feel like I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage going into the game having never played a Sonic game before because sure. there are mechanics that are just not explained. Yeah, I mean the game really doesn't explain much of anything. I, I think uh, the way that this is so different from a lot of other platformers or platformers without like so much history behind them is that the game expects you to know how to play. And there aren't really those little demonstration points of like, here's a thing that you have to jump over or you die, or like, here's how you find this kind of secret. Or even <clears throat> like, I-, I feel like the game is, and all Sonic games um, don't really like lead you in various directions with like paths of rings or anything like that. 
you're sort of just at the mercy of your own momentum in, in, a, in a lot of these cases. But I think where this game succeeds that like other Sonic games don't is purely in the design of the levels. Like I, do, I don't think that there is uh, like a, a mechanic or uh, a, a, diesel, a design philosophy that separates this game from bad Sonic games. I think the levels are just carefully designed. Well, so Sonic Media is a mix of levels from Sonic 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. and a few new zones thrown in there as well. Right. Well, are, are they new, or are they, like, lifted from other, uh, like, post-Sonic 1, 2, 3, like, those same aesthetics, and just, like, given new shapes? You're looking at me like I, I'm making this up. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, either one could be true. <laughs> I I think they're entirely new. Okay. I think they were built from scratch, and I think it says a lot about the success of Sonic Mania and that I have no nostalgia mm-hmm. for Sonic really, and I'm still really enjoying the game. So all of this is completely new to me. You know, like the level, the zones that people are super excited excited to have back. Yeah. Like uh, Hydro City. Sure. Like. I never experienced it before. It meant nothing to me. That's a bad example because I hate Hydro City <laughs> and I am currently stuck there and cannot get past the oh, boss no. and cannot get past the boss in Act Two. Uh, what it remind me what the boss? Oh, we're gonna talk about all the bosses here. So if you consider any of that a spoiler, it's not. You'll still have to fight these things, right? But we are gonna talk about them. Um, so what what's the the boss there that so you're stuck on? It's the first part of it is uh, Doctor Robotnik in like a underwater submersible and it's a like the levels constantly moving and there are spikes coming at you yeah and then you have to hit these like cannon things to have dr robotnik hit them oh and then like the air bubbles pop out that part's fine right uh it's the second part where you are kind of in this like u-shaped bowl that's Uh full of water yeah and dr robotnik has a bunch of um like missiles surrounding him and then he'll shoot them off and then he'll dive in the water right and you have to and i for whatever reason can just not hit him sure yeah i mean it's that's all just like building up the momentum in in the half pipe and like escaping it to hit him when the missiles aren't surrounding him right and and here's the thing i'm really enjoying this game i am not very good at it like i am not playing sonic optim optimally Mm -hmm. like i it takes me probably like on average four to six minutes to get through a act yeah like um it i'm going fairly slow sure got it gotta go slow (laughs) (laughs) i definitely feel like i am getting better but i'm still not great well so it's interesting because i i i'm also i also feel like i'm not playing the game uh necessarily like right or well um, I've, I've finished, I've, you know, I've rolled credits on it, uh, finished the, the last zone. Um, but when you, when you finish the game without having collected all of the, the chaos emeralds, um, even when you beat the game, it says, uh, like, oh no, try again. Cause you didn't collect all the chaos emeralds. Right. Isn't like Dr. Robotnik's like holding the chaos emeralds. Yeah. And, he's like... swimming in them like he, like he's Scrooge McDuck. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's there's like a, an element of the game that I'm still not uh you know succeeding at. Um I get maybe 3 chaos emeralds on on a playthrough and those are all in the early go. Um 
but maybe we can maybe we can uh, store that conversation for a little bit later because it feels like that's extra stuff, right? The uh, the sort of 3D mini games mm-hmm. um, that you use to either collect um, the chaos emeralds or the metals um, when you cross those little checkpoints with more than like 30 rings or something like that, and then there's a a little ring above it, and you can jump in and you get that and collect blue orbs. Um, so all, all of that, I feel like, is is a, a side note that I want to get to later. Um, and we can just focus on, like, the, the normal 2D platforming stuff for now. Um, so you said you're playing uh, just a, as Sonic. Do you have the, the computer-controlled Tails tagging along with you, or are you playing the solo Sonic? Solo Sonic. Solo Sonic. Um, so How does computer-controlled Tails work? Uh, he just follows you around and, like, does his best to keep up. And um, if you're in a situation where you do want to reach higher ground, you can jump and then push like up and jump some more, and then he'll grab onto your hands and like fly you. So I should definitely be doing that. Yeah, it's it, well. So that's one thing. Um, the other way that he helps you is uh, when you get hit, he can collect rings. So rings that are knocked out of you when you take damage, he can help collect. And on top of that. Tails can score hits for you on bosses. So when I'm playing as just Sonic, I'm a sucker. Absolutely. Great. I sh- will probably restart my game. That's yeah. That's that's a, a a great call. You should be playing with Sonic and Tails. It's it's uh, it's also how it defaults you, right? Like you have to select Solo Sonic. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Um, I believe. I believe that's the case. I think the reason why I was hesitant to play as Tails is because I had no experience with Tails. Mm-hmm. And so I was worried about... Honestly, I was worried about just being confused by having too much going on. Sure. Well, and so the, there is an element of confusion with uh, the, the two characters, but it's less like visual confus- confusion and more um, audio confusion. Um, I, I love the music in this game. The sound effects are a little grating for me, um, especially the the jump sound effect because it happens so much. It just seems so loud. I've turned the sound effects down um, in in the options menu, but when you have both uh, Sonic and Tails jumping and you hear like whoop whoop, and then like you hit the ground and then you jump again and they both jump again, um, whoop whoop whoop, it's just drowning out this music. Um, so that yes, it is a little bit confusing, but he's ultimately more helpful than anything else. I want to go back to a point you said where you were like, I don't know that either of us are playing this optimally. And that's one thing that I have learned in Sonic Mania is before it was like uh, when I wasn't going fast in the limited amount of time that I played Sonic previously, mm-hmm. when I wasn't going fast, I thought I was failing. And but the the way the game is like set up is you can start going fast at any time. You just do like your like spin roll. Yeah. Um, and so I I kind of feel like there's not really a wrong way to play this game. You know, like I think it's, especially for my mm-hmm. first time through, I don't feel bad that it's taking me a long time to get through these levels because the levels are huge. Yeah, they're enormous. They, it's like stacked vertically and some of them are incredibly long. Um, and the, uh, the last... The last, uh, the last world, the last two acts, um, are so long that I frequently time out on them. Like, would all right? Get... So you have a ten minute yeah, limit, right? At, at ten minutes, the game just says, "Nope, time over, time over, you die." 
Um, so yeah, so you, you think maybe there is no wrong way to play it or you don't feel like the way you're playing it, the game is like punishing you for playing it that way. Yeah. I don't feel like the game is punishing me for playing it that way because, uh, you know, because the levels are so big, your first time playing them, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to know where to go. Yes. You know, it's not like a Mario course where I know I just have to go right. Right. I mean, I I, th- I think for, for me where that starts to get tricky is that, like, I don't really have a sense of how to optimize my course, my path through 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 any any of the levels. Um, there, like, the sort of conventional wisdom says, like, oh, the high road is better. Um, but I have no evidence that that is true. Um, and sometimes I'll find that I've been running left for a while or, like, I'm running right and now I'm, that's backwards. You know, like, there's... There are so many points in the game where, um, like, I don't know how to do it. But maybe this is to your point. I was going to say I don't know how to do it better, but maybe better is just a relative thing, and I should just be, like, enjoying my interaction with, with, with the course. Well, and I also think that because you have 10 minutes to finish mm-hmm. an act, which is fairly long mm-hmm. for a platforming game, uh, I, I don't think there's any penalty in trying to explore as much of the level as possible. So that way, when you do it again, you start coming up with your own ideal route of how you want to get through it. Yeah. And originally, uh, when I think of Sonic levels, I thought of them as being overwhelmingly large mm-hmm. and visually confusing. And I think that is still true. Yeah. And some more so than others, like the chemical zone, which is just the second zone you are like popping into pipes and stuff and it just will like spin you around and shoot you out wherever. And you're like, how was I going to predict that? You know, but I, and maybe I'm just totally under the spell of Sonic mania right now. Maybe I really do have Sonic mania, but I debilitating. Yeah. But I, I kind of see that as one of the, um, like strengths of the game is that there is theoretically a lot more replayability Mm -hmm. because there are so much of this level that I did not see on my first playthrough. Yeah. That now I will be more comfortable because I know how to get out of it. But also, there's so much more that I can explore and try to get better. Yeah. So it's. I wish in the like regular the mania mode is that that's what it's yeah called, right? yeah um that when you completed a level that you got some sort of just like snapshot of the path you took and then given the option to try again. Like, I, I feel, I just wish there were a few more, like, meta tools that would help you um, navigate the, the courses or experience the game more fully. Um, like what I just said, if you saw, like, a quick map of the level, which is, like, a line with the path you took. Or if you could do, um, like, a little bit of a rewind, if you're like, oh, I really wanted to make that jump and be up there um, and just, like, rewind and go back and, like, try another path. I feel like that would help me... Um, be more excited about like finding an optimal path whereas like right now um you can do them in like the the time attack modes uh to just do like play and act in isolation and then just like restart it and try it again um but like that's not really part of the 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 mania part of it which would be nice especially after you completed a level once yes to kind of have that option open up in mania another area that i think this game is very frustrating and it kind of falls flat is the save system, I think, is kind of a disaster that mm-hmm. brings the entire game down. 
Right. So uh, when you say the save system, it's basically just that whenever you get to a new act, it saves that you're there. Right. right. Or yeah. not, not act even, just a, a, new, a new zone. zone. Right. So if you're in act two of a zone and you die, you have to you go all the way back to the beginning. Also, if you di- like die within an act, it like resets you at the last checkpoint, which mm-hmm. is usually fairly far away. Um, I guess like, and maybe it's because I'm not very good at this game so far. I feel like I'm really like scraping by on lives. Yeah. And so when you, and then also let's say that you started your game in like act one of a zone, mm-hmm. you die really early. And so in my head, I'm like, do you know, I'm just going to reset so I can get those like three lives back. Sure. Because that's the default is three lives. You, when you reset, you just get two lives. You have to kill yourself those two more times, get a game over, and then uh, go back with those three lives, which just seems dumb to me. Yeah. If if when I kill myself two more times, you're going to give me three lives. Just give me three lives when I reset. I mean, here's the thing. This game should be following new platforming rules and not have lives. No lives. Yeah, this game should not have lives. Should not have lives. Uh, it's the the whole nature of like exploring the levels the way that you do and like trying to get places quickly or like optimize your path. It's not about whether you die or how many times you die. Like that's you, they shouldn't count those. Like lives shouldn't matter in the game. Um. That's that's frustrating that it, if you try to like start it over, it'll be like no, you start with two lives. Yeah, I does feel it, like does it work in reverse? Like if you have seven lives and you like quit, will it be like oh, well, you have seven lives at the beginning of this act? That's a great question. I've never Had done. Seven lives? I've never been successful enough to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, and I again, this is partly because I'm struggling with this boss, but uh, in Hydro City Act Two, it's like I. If I get through the first part of this incredibly long boss, mm-hmm. I feel like there should be a checkpoint so I can just do the second part of it, not have to go through the whole like spiky maze part again. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about um the oh I'm gonna forget um which zone it is, but at the end of one of the zones, you have a a, a metal sonic fight. Oh yeah, I think it's Stardust Speedway. I think that's right. Um, those fights are incredibly long because there's like a running portion and then you like fight him in like a thing where you have to bounce in a different metal Sonic <laughs> like into him and then there's more running and then something else after that. Um, and there's no checkpoint at any point and, and at any part of that, um, which is a little, we had the same complaint about um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze that some of those boss fights are just too long and there's no... Um, there's nothing that lets you, you know, take it again. And that is one area where I feel slightly at a disadvantage, never playing Sonic before, because I feel like for a lot of people seeing these, maybe some of these bosses or some of these levels, they have muscle memory that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, that's not the game's fault. I don't think it's a fault of the game that I don't have that muscle memory. I just wish it was more forgiving in general. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, that's, that's definitely true that like, um, a lot of these, a lot of like the shapes of the bosses are familiar. Um, you know, the, the, uh, Green Hill Zone boss is like that kind of walking Dr. Robotnik from 
you know, the end of, I, I think it's Sonic 2 or Sonic 3. It's, it's a, a end game boss right at the beginning of the game, but it's like a legendary enough fight that Sonic fans are going to be like, oh, I know sort of how this guy moves and like how to fight him. And that's not, uh, that that wouldn't be true for someone who wasn't like knee deep in the series forever. Um, there's a, uh, I really loved the boss fight at the end of Chemical Zone, um, which is just makes you play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. That was so much fun. I, it's so crazy and cool that it's just like, now play this other game. Um, and it was lucky that Robotnik is terrible at it. Oh, yeah. He is really bad at it. I, and, you know, I, Mean Bean Machine is just Puyo Puyo, which I've been playing a ton of. Um, it's side note. It's weird to me how many Sega games I'm playing on Switch right now. Between Puyo Puyo Tetris and Sonic Mania, like I get that Sega startup screen. Most times I turn on my Switch, um, which is just a cool little uh, side effect of there being so many of those games on this thing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to play more, more Puyo, more Mean Bean Machine, which evidently is a mode that you can unlock when you get all the medals. Um, that you can uh, play as much Mean Bean Machine as you like. So maybe this is a good time to talk about those like bonus bonus 3D level. Sure. So the bonus 3D levels come in two flavors, right? Uh, one is where you get the the rings around the checkpoint, and another where you just find these like giant uh, polygonal rings hidden in the level that Sonic disappears into. Um, and the first version of it right is uh just like from sonic 3 um where you're collecting blue orbs on this sort of like mode 7-esque or maybe it's not maybe it's not maybe it's a little bit different um on like a 3d plane where you can really only control uh if you're turning i guess that's it if you're turning or just running straight and then you can also jump um and i find these incredibly frustrating i don't get them like i don't entirely understand what i'm supposed to be doing i uh have figured out that if you like um when you have the blue orbs and there's like three rows of six or like six rows of three or something if you run on the outside of all of them it turns them into coins and you can collect the coins and And then it also uh counts it as though you collected all of the blue orbs oh okay and so I will often get perfect in, or I will get all coins mm-hmm. that are I'm required to get, but I don't, I have not gotten all of the blue orbs that you're supposed to get. And that's the only way that they'll end is when you get the blue orb. Or you die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know that I've gotten any trophies or maybe I got like a bronze or something for doing that. Yeah. I think you have to, I th- well, I guess I don't know about bronze. You get a gold if you do um all of the all the blue orbs and get all the coins and finish it perfectly that's a gold medal um if you get all of the blue orbs and not all of the coins rings rather um then you get a silver um but i the thing that frustrates me is that the second you fail at it it's done and you get kicked out um and like the next time you pop into another one of that bonus level it might be that one again but it also might not be um so like where you know i was complaining earlier about like there not being an intuitive way to like retry a course and like do it again but like 
I you can you can do time attack or you can you know go restart and like just do the whole thing again. There's no way to practice those collect the blue orb levels. Um and it's just it's weird that the game has this uh like other little game inside of it that it wants you to that it, it like demands you do well. Um and there's no way to like get better at it. Do you do them every time you have the option? Because anytime yeah. you hit a checkpoint and you have 25 coins or more, mm-hmm. you're able to jump into it. And I have been too. It is, it, again, it's frustrating to me that when, especially when I'm like scrimping for lives, that if I get all the coins in the level, basically the coin, sorry, this rings don't yes. count towards my hey, ring total. Hey, look here. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's dispel this right now. If we call them rings, or coins, if we call them by the wrong name, I think that's fine. <laughs> they serve the same purpose. Uh, they are rings, though. Yeah, yes. and For sure. They're but, also sort of coins. But I, I, I guess I wish that the coins I collect... Wow. The, <laughs> that the rings I collected in those bonus levels counted towards something. And maybe they do if you complete it in totality. But I have never done that. Mm-hmm. And so... And it feels, at this point, unattainable for me to do that unless I really put time into them. So I've kind of started just skipping them because I don't really see what the point is. Right. Well, so and I guess that's really where the game exists on multiple levels at once. That, like, if you want to just do the 2D platforming and experience the game uh, where, like, each act has its own little fun hook to it, you can do that. Or if you also want to have these kind of 3D sections and get everything, you can do that too. Um, but so on the subject of 3D sections, there are these these other versions where you're chasing the UFO, right? Have you done many of these? Yeah, yeah. And this is to uh, get a Chaos Emerald. That's right. Um, and getting the Chaos Emeralds actually has like in-game consequences, right? Like if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, you become like super... Sonic or Knuckles or Tails, it's not something that I've accomplished. I think it also opens up a new, like, zone with a true final boss. Mmm, true final boss. I've only been fighting false <laughs> final bosses. Um, so the thing that's a little bit frustrating about that for me is that, A, you have to, it's harder to access those, these levels, the Chase the UFO levels, because you have to know where the giant ring is. Yeah, you have to... F- stumble onto it basically for me and then you have to remember how you got there impossible impossible and here's and it's another area where the save system kind of screws you is because if you have like find the giant ring you go to this ufo level and you fail and then you die and have to restart the zone again it remembers that you've already been there once and you don't get a second opportunity to do it yeah that's right so just like the other version you there's no way to practice these levels yeah it's like why is the save system so mean i don't know it doesn't make any sense um i mean uh, other than the game and i remember this of the original sonic games too that they would have these um special levels that like essentially bonus levels that you would try to collect all this stuff and actually get chaos emeralds um and you would have one shot at it and then it would be gone. And you'd be like, well, I guess I'm still playing even though I missed my first easiest opportunity to get one of these things. Um, 
it just it seems so non-conducive to it's it seems player unfriendly right um and it's weird that that's not something that is fixed in sonic mania which seems player friendly in so many other ways um so yeah the best i've ever done is is three chaos emeralds of seven like i'm not even halfway there well and i think there are more opportunities to yes. get chaos emeralds like i think there's like 12 opportunities or something like that i assume there's one in each act that would make sense yeah. and so you only need seven to which in that way is more player friendly than having to get like a perfect game sure in order to do it i have am nowhere near achieving that um i can't beat this game yet right but the the thing is is that I want to. Yes. And so I feel like I'm at the point where I need a big brother to come in mm. and beat the Hydro City Act 2 boss for me so I can get into the next zone. And I know the game is going to just get more challenging, but... Uh, but I, so, like, yes and no. Like, the game gets more challenging, but I think it gets more challenging in, uh, like, fits and starts. Like, I think there are weird difficulty spikes, and some of them are on bosses. Uh, and some are, you know, just weird little, there are parts of chemical zone where I die over and over again, um, where like the, the water level is, is rising and, uh, you know, just Sonic is going to drown. Uh, like I have some, there are some parts of that that are just hard for me or where I just, and if I'm playing through the game, cause I've gotten to the point now where I'll just do like a, a, a no save data, pick a character and just like start running through the game and see how far I get. And like, that'll be a hang-up for me, is like Chemical Zone Act 1, the third level in this game. Um, and if I can get past that without dying a bunch of times, then I'm in good shape to like keep going. What is your favorite zone in the game? Um, so I really like the... Sorry, I'm, I'm looking them up now. Uh, the Titanic Monarch Zone, it's the final zone. Um, act 2 of it is so big and expansive um it it uh there's like a little preamble part and then you find yourself in a room with four different exits and uh you you uh have to approach each of the exits like one at a time in any order you want um and then just like get through the level without falling into like these little pits that kind of shoot you back to the top of each of the the rooms um and it's just it feels more like puzzly and just like the the way the levels are constructed it's it punishes you more by sending you back to the beginning and less by killing you so like you i feel like you actually get a chance to learn how the level is laid out and like you hit a fail state which is bumps you back up to the beginning and then you try it again immediately um so it feels very satisfying to like slowly amass the information you need to beat each of those four rooms and then get out. Um, so I think the game ends super strong. Um, that Titanic Monarch Zone is great. Um, but I also really enjoyed, this is the one I think right after um, the one you're stuck on, the Mirage Saloon Zone. Um, is this the one with the derpy boss? <laughs> this is the one with the, the derpy, like uh, he, it's like a caterpillar snake thing. Um, so y you are, Sonic is standing on the edge of uh, Tails' biplane for like the first half of the level um and yeah it's this i took a screen grab of it on on my switch and it's just like a big robot snake thing 
and he looks so cute and so dumb and he's just like flying around with a smile on his face um he made me real happy so i'm about halfway through the game and the one that i really really loved was studio like studiopolis Mm -hmm. zone the third zone of the game yeah and i think it's one of the new ones but just like it has a really cool like shadow effect in some of it yeah and uh just like the aesthetic the music in this game is incredible in general yeah kind of start to finish right yeah Yeah. um yeah studiopolis is really cool um i like because so it does a lot of like movie stuff like cinema related stuff um and there's I love the part in there where there's like a projector and, you know, there are little platforms that are like moving along the film, but there's also the image that it projects is like Dr. Robotnik kind of dancing around. Yeah. And if you pass through it, the image projects on Sonic. Um, it's so cool. It's just like little aesthetic stuff that's really neat. So, we, yeah, you talked about at the beginning how the game in general, even though if I don't have nostalgia for Sonic games specifically, mm-hmm. in general, it pushes all those like 16 bit buttons yeah that you know gamers of a certain age all have and i i feel like as a nintendo podcast we'd be remiss to not mention the other big mascot in the room mario of course who and i feel like uh sonic mania is giving sonic fans something that nintendo has never given has no desire to give Nintendo fans, and that's like a modern version, like 16-bit version of Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like a a Super Mario World too. Yeah, like they have a you know, there's new Super Mario Brothers, but it has its own aesthetic, mm-hmm. its own. It's a return to 2D Mario, kind of. Yes, and I I think uh there is a would be a huge market if Nintendo decided to make, like, a Mario Mania. Yeah, no, <laughs> and if they just called it Mario Mania. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that there is something to be said for, um, like, just a... Because all this is really doing is just doing Sonic again, but tighter, right? Um, it's not... For all of the, you know, for me requesting, like, a rewind feature or, like, a, a map that, like, blows it out, th- this game doesn't have that much, like extra presentation or extra like meta game around it it really is just like here are these you know whatever it is like 12 zones um and like there's a time attack and a little bit of versus whatever but like there's no bigger meta game around it right um there's no world map there's no um challenges to unlock or anything like that it's just the game um and there's something like so pure and simple about that that um is is almost refreshing. Like when when I was first reading about Sonic Mania that it was going to be something that sort of recontextualized stuff from old Sonic games. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting like an NES remix kind of package. Um but like this is not that at all. This is just the game. And it's a good game, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be something it doesn't like redefine games or anything. It just takes what's already defined and does it very well. Yeah, and I feel like there's merits to both approaches. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I because I wouldn't want every game to be a retread, not a retread, but like a reimagining of what's come before. So I admire, in a lot of ways, Nintendo's 
desire to continually be pushing forward sure. and presenting yeah. new ideas and then selling us $80 Super Nintendo boxes. Right. You know, so full, we could full of old ideas <laughs> that haven't even been <laughs> reiterated on or reimagined. Um, but I but I also think there's merit in taking these old games that are very well regarded and just kind of like polishing them for a new generation of players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and so I, I can't tell if um, the sprite work in this has been like way amped up from the original sprite work. Um, I think Sonic looks great. Um, and, you know, there are just like nice little touches from like his idle animation or there are some levels that like start with a little something. Um, but like everything looks really good and has a lot of personality. I think it has been amped up from its originals. But I think what makes it makes it makes it succeed so much mm-hmm. is like we've talked about before with the re- remakes of like Dragon Quest Seven and things like that. When you're remaking these games, you're not you don't want to do a faithful literal translation. You want what the best of these remakes do is they present the game we remember, not yeah. the game it actually was. And I think Sonic Mania has done a really good job of that, where. I do think the sprite work and the presentation in general has been greatly improved, but it still captures the spirit of the original game. And so it feels like the game people played, even though it's actually different in many ways. Yeah. One, I, 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 that's so interesting because I think there are, you know, when uh, a first person shooter gets remade or an RPG gets remade or anything like that, I think there are so many like kind of obvious quality of life changes that you can make to make a game or you know like uh we can take the uh zelda 3ds remakes as as an example you know it's like oh, okay there's a in- inventory on the bottom touch screen does a nice job of you know cleaning that up oh obviously all the polygons are the graphics are all nicer um and then there's like two or three other just like little things and suddenly the game is playable right but sonic mania is like no we're just gonna do all of that except well we're just gonna do all the all the normal stuff except well um, and that, except for the save system, except for the save system, which does still leaves something to be de- desired. Um, so you haven't played as any of the other characters yet, just Sonic. Yeah, that's right. Because I've been trying to make my way through Sonic. Um, I I've got a a save file on mine that is so I've my like main one, my first one was the Sonic and and Tails, um, working together, which I recommend that you do. <laughs> um, but then I also started a Knuckles game. Um, because Knuckles is, uh, different to a point that makes him, that, like, kind of changes all of the levels, because he can glide, and then also climb up surfaces. Um, so that, and that actually helps me then find where the Chaos Emerald levels are, like, the, the giant, like, floating rings, which I suppose then I could take that information and go back in uh with Sonic and find the Chaos Emeralds at, like in my main game I suppose I haven't really done that yet <laughs> Okay so <laughs> while uh we were talking about Sonic Mania my f- phone alerted me that pre-orders for the SNES Classic Edition on bestbuy.com just went up so we had to take a little break. We had to take a panic break <laughs> so we could both try to get a pre-order in. 
And we both did. We think. We think we did. We don't have confirmation emails yet. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it happened. Maybe it's another hoax like last time with Walmart. That'd be so mean. It would be so mean. Um, but we could always just stand outside yeah. on the day of release and try I mean, to get one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get one. There's no not getting <laughs> one. But in any event, we've pre-ordered these things. And uh, I don't know. You want to talk about Sonic some <laughs> Uh, and sorry, uh, listeners, for getting the this information to you about the pre-orders like two days out of date. Um, hopefully you got one. Um, where were we? What were we talking about in Sonic Mania? Do you remember? Doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. We both enjoy this game, right? Um, do you? Does it make you think that there is any potential for future Sonic games? Yeah, I would buy another. Sonic game in this vein made by the same team this time with completely new zones not that it makes any difference to me because they were all new to me sure but you know I feel like this was a good one to get under their belt um and now they can really go off and you know like explore new territory with Sonic yeah um do you think like in the immediate future does it give you do you have any interest then in forces? Absolutely out in a not. Okay, zero interest in Sonic forces. Yeah, I mean, I f- feel like just like with the Mario games, two D Sonic and three D Sonic are very different, and what three D Sonic is doesn't interest me at all. Sure. Well, Ed, I wonder if there is, uh, su- if such a thing is possible that like someone can drill down into what is good about three D Sonic, if there is such a thing. I'm not sure that there is, um, and like regurgitate that in a like sonic adventure mania or whatever you would whatever it would be called sonic 06 mania <laughs> bad sonic mania <laughs> um i oh. mean how about i mean i've only played half of this mm-hmm. you completed it and have played through a lot of it multiple times would are you interested in more sonic mania i well i'm i'm maybe even more interested in just more sonic in general so are you interested in forces i don't know uh i i i'm not i'm not i don't have an absolutely response to it um i'm gonna pay attention to reviews and see how it does and then possibly pick it up because what's the what's the last 3d sonic you've played or have you ever played a 3d sonic uh well i played sonic adventure on the uh sega dreamcast um and i played Either Sonic Adventure 2 or Sonic Heroes, I forget which is which. Well, and it also seems like the weird thing with Sonic, uh, th- with 3D Sonic, is just because you liked one 3D Sonic game or just because you hated one 3D Sonic game doesn't mean you won't like the next one. Right. Because they all seem to kind of do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, it has been a decade since I, since I played a, a, a new 3D Sonic game. But that doesn't mean... I don't know. Like, I, I obviously, uh, Sega put some sort of you know weight behind, and like some experimentation behind the the franchise. And uh, I'm just going to cautiously keep an eye on 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 the next one, um, especially if they're taking chances like they did with Mania uh, on on a different team doing something, you know, essentially a a fan project that they legitimize and like put support behind and and, and all of that. I'm not expecting forces to be good, but um, all right, let's do this. Pick another franchise to Mania. 
Hmm. Not and not not Mario because we've um, right we've already already done Mario. So part of the appeal of Sonic Mania also is that in a for all intents and purposes there hasn't been a good Sonic game in a very long time. Right. So for there to be a good Sonic game is exciting for the fr- for the franchise. So I feel like if you're really going to mania a franchise, it has to be a franchise that has like not had a good game in a while or Castlevania. My answer is Castlevania. Castlevania. I Cas- would I would 100% do a Castlevania mania. Okay. Well, it's and then that's the question. Is it Castlevania mania or is it Castlevania? <laughs> Castlevania. It's Castlevania. <laughs> I would play Castlevania. I would play that in a heartbeat. Um, I feel like this was already done in the form of Mega Man Nine, but Mega Mania um, is is how I would how I would go. Well, and we are due for a Mega Mania. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there was that uh, Mega Man Universe that they were uh, that Capcom was working on a couple of years ago that looked to be a little bit of like a um it basically could have been called Mega Mania, right? And then had like a uh, a course editor in it as well, like a Mega Man maker basically. And I think cuz I don't know if there's anybody at Capcom and we know there's nobody at Konami, ain't no one <laughs> that would be able to like make these games in a way that uh we I trust to be good, mm-hmm. you know, like a Mega Mania or a Castle Mania. But I, I think- love both of these <laughs> names, by the way. It makes me so happy. But I think the legitimization of this like indie game development team that has come together and made this well-received um, like version of a game they love, yeah. that I, I think that is a model that other publishers can follow. Well, you know, it, like Konami yeah. doesn't need a team of their own developers to do this because there are so many talented indie game makers that would be able to pay, pull off a Castlevania, you know, given the resources. Right. Well, it's so interesting to think that like the developers and even like the the publishers that put out these games originally, like, you know, yeah, they're they're gonna have a, a natural inclination to like innovate more and do something different. But what you really want, what we really want from those franchises or from those games are the same thing but better and that's what you know people who uh played those games growing up what they're going to want to spit out that like they played those games and they're like oh i know i know what would be fun here or i know what would have helped me play this game and just make those tiny little tweaks and you know that's when sonic mania and castle mania and mega mania uh you know can be some awesome versions of these games let's see more manias that's that's my my call to action here i would love it uh, all right, so that is our uh, review discussion of Sonic Mania, um, and that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. How did you like Sonic Mania? You are no doubt playing it because we're in a little bit of a dry spell between big Switch releases right now. So uh, have, uh, what's your history with Sonic? Tell us about it. You can write to us uh, at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter. We're just at Nincart Society. And on Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, If uh, you have a second to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, that would be great. Share the episode in any way you can. It helps us quite a bit. Um, If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can check out his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying we're all going to get over our Sonic Mania together.
Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?